Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy and MAP method practitioner specializing in allergies and sensitivities, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, sleep issues, and chronic health issues. Join me for episode 41, where we talk with my client, Aaron, about his experience with MAP sessions, a method of advanced neural retraining for emotional trauma from childhood experiences. The MAP method can address memories of all kinds, including the emotional and the physical, for example, trauma from injuries or surgeries. And this includes unconsciously held memories. Hear about what it is like to be in a MAP session, the emotional, mental, and physical benefits he experienced after three sessions, and why he would recommend the method to others. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. As MAP method practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's hear from Erin. Welcome, Erin. I'm so excited to have you join me on the show. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. So, Aaron, I asked you to come and have a chat with me because um, you've had a chance to have a few, not so many really, like three maybe MAP sessions to this point. And, um, I, you know, you, you, you're willing to share some of your experiences with other people. And I thought it would be really great to have you come and talk about how you found the MAP method. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what you thought you could use this method to address for yourself. So I'm uh, I'm currently a real estate agent, uh, doing that for about five or six years. But I most of my professional life is spent in the sciences, and it's something that I've really enjoyed and has piqued my interest for most of my life. Frankly, um, I had a 23 year career in the, the vascular side of medicine, and it it was very interesting to me. I learned a lot and. So I, I apply a lot of the things from my previous career to just my outlook on life and um, that type of thing. So when I heard about MAP, it was through my wife, Josie, and she is very curious and into self-discovery. She is very curious and interested in the mind-body connection and she's had some of her own issues, a lot of them physical, that she thinks are probably attributed to things that are going on emotionally and mentally. And so she found you uh, in her research and she made the bold move of trying it out. And she was blown away by the first session and talked to me about it. And she's the person I trust most in this world. And she thought that it might benefit me. And I was also 
very curious and excited to hear what she had to say. And because of my background, it just sort of flowed from there. I was, I was ready to, to give it a shot. Yeah. So now I remember one of our first, when we first met, you were talking about how you, you are uh, a man of science, shall we say, and you wanted to understand how this really worked. So I remember having, I remember that was one of your questions, right? You know, like, yes. At the end of the first session, you're like, how, but how does this really work? You know? Yeah. yeah. So maybe let's just backtrack a little bit. Like maybe uh, you can talk about what, Josie, your wife, had to say about her first session that intrigued you and that appealed to you, you know, so that you were interested in trying it yourself. Because there's a lot of these conversations that happen <laughs> between, say, my clients and their male family members. And what often happens is uh, the husband, the son, the father, what, you know, is not that interested in this method <laughs> because they feel like maybe it's for women because it has to do with the emotions and the effect of the emotions on the physical uh, physical health, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I, I think that's, you're, you're right on. I mean, of course, your experience comes to bear here, but it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, we as males need to have a, firm grip on things. We have got to make sure that, you know, um, we're very pragmatic maybe in our approach and not to say that females aren't, but, um, you know, to think about some sort of nebulous approach to getting better or to um, changing some things and having some positive change in our lives isn't something that we can grab onto. It's non-tangible. And so we probably, you know, would be less apt to do it. But for me, she, she described an alternative approach to therapy. And I've been through therapy myself for many years as a younger man um, in my late thirties, actually mid thirties and into my early forties. And so I found that really valuable to, to be involved in therapy and I have, you know, some fundamental issues of my childhood and with respect to, you know, family issues that I've had to work through a lot, but I wasn't able to get all the way there. And it was really helpful. And I was able, I was able to establish a very positive relationship with Josie through that therapy, which I wasn't able to do as a younger person. I had a lot of failed relationships. And so she talked about, just some she was it was very difficult for her to artic articulate her map session and but just the look on her face and the way she was talking about it really got me excited and intrigued about the possibility of what this could do and then you wrap in just this uh, you know, the, the physics and just the scientific part of things. And I was immediately hooked um, and I wanted to give it a shot. There was a certain, there's definitely thoughts about what is this going to be like? It, you know, this is uncharted territory, you know, what, 
what is it? Where am I going to go? What does this look like? What's the construct of this type of therapy? But for me, that's really something that I enjoy. I enjoy new things. I enjoy change. I enjoy venturing out to try to kind of see what's out there in an alternative situation or universe, if you will. So, uh, when she was able to talk to me about this and she got excited, Josie is also very articulate and she's able to explain things really well. Her verbal skills are off the charts. So when she can't really talk about <laughs> what something is and explain to me exactly what happened, then I'm even more intrigued. So, so Josie had had her first session. I think Josie found found out about my work through a podcast, if I remember correctly. And then she signed up for an introductory session. I remember this and we worked on something emotional. I, I don't actually, I don't actually remember what the, um, what the situation was, but I imagine that what she expressed to you is just this unburdening kind of feeling of, right. Of something that maybe had been with her a long time but her relationship to that experience was changed by the end of the hour. I mean, the, the introductory session is one hour. Um, and so I imagine that that's what she talked about with you and how you saw that this could be something that would help you with maybe emotional issues or uh, childhood or, you know, um, traumatic, shall we say traumatic or painful emotional events from the past. Is that kind of how you looked at it? Absolutely. And the, to be honest, Madeline, it was a little bit hard to believe the things that she was saying. She was talking about how immediate the change was for her and how her memory specifically of these events had been altered. Mm. But, 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 in a way that was really positive and productive. So, you know, she still had the memory of what you two had worked on, but the characteristics of that memory, especially the negative characteristics of that memory had been altered. And that was coming through in a very positive way in how she felt about things in general. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about, uh, um, how you, how you came to your first map session, what you were hoping to, to address. I wasn't particularly sure. Uh, I, you know, in reading your questions that you were asking prior to the first map session, one of the things that I <laughs> was really concerned about is how do I answer these questions appropriately? Like what can I give her that is going to be the most constructive with our sessions together? And I'll come back to that in a minute. But what I realized in the following sessions is that that wasn't really that important because you know how to guide me to get me to go where, where we both want to go. And that is to define a memory or a feeling 
and address that. And so what I realized after the fact was that really what we're just talking about is just a general starting point. And then we just move forward from there. And so anybody else out there that is considering MAP and thinking about, you know, how do I get started? And I have to make sure that I define the perfect memory and the perfect beginning point. You just really don't have to. You just think about the things that you want to talk about or that are something in particular that you'd like to to change. And then Madeline will just take it from there. So I, from my therapy that I had gone through in past years, I just knew I wasn't done. And, you know, one of the things that I really always try to work on is my communication skills. I mean, Josie's a very good communicator and she's helped me along the way with that, but I needed some work there. But probably the biggest thing that I wanted to address was my new daughter and my relationship with her. And I did not have a particularly positive relationship with my dad and things didn't go well early there and they didn't get any better for a long time. And now we're in sort of sparse communication and my mom has always been there for me, but to be frank, I didn't really get all the things that I needed from my mom either because she just didn't have the bandwidth to be able to give that to me especially just right around my dad left. So I wanted to approach raising my daughter with, let's say, the most comprehensive tool belt <laughs> that I could have. I, I wanted I want her to be the best version of herself in every way. And I want to be a part of that. And so I think that was really my main concern or thought line coming into this. Okay. Yeah. So you were cognizant that you didn't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. You really wanted to provide your daughter with all the emotional support, all the, you know, uh, all the support that you could provide to her that you maybe didn't even experience in your own childhood. And so then you felt maybe a little bit um, unsure about whether you had it in you to even you know, offer it or to know what was needed. Does that sound fair? Absolutely, very fair. I, I guess I was hopeful that it was always in there. <laughs> um, but I wanted to unlock as much of me in a positive way as I could yeah. to, to just help to steward her, I guess, the best way I possibly could. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's, um, it's really noble, you know, you 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 wanted to be the best version of yourself so that you can raise the best daughter essentially is what what i'm hearing right that was kind of the that was kind of the driving force there and you knew that there is still something in these traumas of the past your childhood or your upbringing that 
hadn't completely been resolved. So, you know, just what was your first session like and how, how did you experience that? The questions that you came with, right? Like, how is, what is this gonna be like? <laughs> what is it gonna do to me? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really true. You know, it's sort of, uh, <laughs> first of all, you, you helped a lot because you're just, it's easy to talk to you. So when you're, you know, you can tell that your approach to this is also very scientific. And so that's something I identified with. And then um, just your ease of communication and you, you're a really good listener. So when we started, we, it was just like, okay, some of the things I felt that were causing me some anxiety coming in, were just sort of muted a bit and abated when I sort of just started talking to you. But finding it's just sort of a little bit difficult to express because I talk about it being nebulous and non-tangible, but at the same time, the mode at which you do this does have some tangible nature because you're identifying a specific emotion or memory and you're going specifically to that. And there are steps that you take along the way that are somewhat, I wouldn't say it's a rigid approach, but it's formatted in such a way that there it's not just this, oh, well, we're just going to kind of get going and see how things go. You have a very particular approach. And so when we started going into that memory <laughs> and you were taking me through I have, in some ways, a very sharp recollection of memories that are long in my past. And I can, I can consider like all the details of the room and whether it was cold or warm and the colors and where people were sitting. And I was able to do that with the memory that you asked me to use. It was a childhood memory, right? Yes. yes. Yep. It was a childhood memory. I was 12 years old, but I had very sharp recollection. And frankly, those impactful memories that we have, I'm sure that goes right along with the sharpness of them. But I wasn't scared or anxious or afraid. I was just feeling very present in that memory uh, and you just started talking to me about, you know, going through your process. And as we were going through it, the, the characteristics of the memory just began to change. And I was still very present in that memory, but the things that I was seeing colors, shapes, uh, sharp edges, let's just say, turning to soft. And the feeling that I got just emotionally changed. 
it just as we moved through and there's some ambiguity with as to where as to when it really changed because if you asked me to consider say beginning to end and how did i feel things changing and what was i feeling and when did this change to that i can't tell you that but what i can tell you is by the time we walked through that memory and things changed it was much different on the other side so we're talking about and i just i just want to flesh this out a little bit so we're talking about a, a painful childhood memory one of those memories that gets like seared into your mind right um a traumatic memory yes and i have to imagine that you had worked with this memory previously in therapy yes as you said, years of therapy, you spent years in therapy, maybe not years on this particular memory, but there is still some emotional charge left. And so you talk about the framework that we use. So uh, maybe I'll just explain that a little bit for listeners who have not heard much about the MAP method until now. So in the first session, the introductory session, um, we are completing the initi your initiation to the method. So everyone has to be initiated to the method. And that just means you watch a 15 minute educational video about memories and how they form the personality. And then you come to the first session and I work, I talk to your subconscious mind a little bit more, like maybe five or 10 minutes. Um, we do some preparatory steps. And then at that point, your subconscious mind is now primed to the instructions that a MAP practitioner will provide, whether it's me or if you choose to some, work with someone else later, there, no further initiation is needed. You have been initiated to the MAP method. Um, and then for the first session, so the first session is a shorter session, the way I work, um, 60 minute session, we ask you to choose an emo, a, a memory that has some emotional intensity around it, right? So for it could be something that makes you feel anxious or it can be something, maybe there's a phobia that you have or uh, maybe a painful memory from the past that keeps coming up for you or um, a memory that makes you feel judged or criticized or sad or angry or um, embarrassed, right? It, something with a negative emotional intensity to it. And so this is kind of like the template that we start working with. And when you talk about the framework, I think that's what you mean, like, you know, kind of how we get this session set up, right? There's kind of a structure to it. So we start every session by choosing a topic or a subject. And very often people come in with a few ideas and I'm using my intuition to figure out where, which is the right entry point, you know, for this person, for this session. And so we, we pick one of these options that you've identified and that becomes like the template. I have you have you tell me what emotions come along with this memory or this belief or this experience and to rate them from a zero to a 10 in terms of intensity where 10 is very intense. And we start working with that experience, that subject in like what we call rounds of instruction. So I'm providing instructions to your subconscious mind and the emotional intensity is starting to change, right? And then I would ask you for a little feedback and then I would hear the feedback and think, oh, okay, so there's still something here or there. We're going, there's another memory tied in with this. Okay, let's work on that next. And so some more instructions 
And then after that, you know, three, four, five minutes, I'd ask you again, so how strong is the feeling of whatever we started with now? Has it changed? You know, feel into the memory again and tell me where it is. And then we, so we kind of follow, it's an iterative process, right? So we kind of do a number of these iterations, maybe three or four or five iterations in a session. Um, but by the, from between the beginning and the end, what I'm hoping for in the first session is that you feel a definite emotional difference in the intensity between the beginning and the end. This is something that you know is very reassuring to me and to you that this method is working hmm. and has benefits for you. Because many of my clients come to me because they're primarily interested in working with maybe mental patterns like uh, obsessive compulsive issues or overeating issues. And some people are coming to me or many of them are coming to me for chronic physical symptoms. And when we're working at those kinds of issues, it's not so easy to tell from the beginning to the end of a session what change has occurred. And that's why we want to start always with an emotional issue because that's kind of the, that's like step one. That's the most clear example of how the, the MAP method works to neutralize painful emotions. We're not erasing memories. This is not like that movie, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or whatever. We're not erasing memories. Memories are still there. It's just that the way that we feel about the memory is lighter by the end. Would you agree with that? And can you talk a little bit about how you experience that? I think that's an important point to bring up, Madeline, because it's not something that I considered when we first started because I didn't really have a good grip on what was happening. To say I have a good grip on what's happening now is a massive overstatement because I don't. Uh, I know that it works and I know how I feel and how it's affected me up to this point in a really positive way. But I'm still reading the materials that you sent and still trying to, um, and I don't need to know. I don't need to know how it works. I am, I'm interested, but um, yes, I think that you pointing out that it's you're, it's not going to somehow you're going to go in and delete memories. <laughs> uh, that that's really important to understand, and it's important that I understood that after our first session. Also, that it's not going to alter your personality, your core personality, and who you are. Because I, I like who I am, and I'm a type A and intense guy that is highly emotional and. And I like that, and I and it, I feel comfortable now knowing that that's not going to change. But the pieces that were modified, like you said, it was done in a way that that it just enhances those positive pieces that I have to offer relationships and people and it removes the negative intense memories and emotions surrounding those events in my life and that's exactly what happened to me is that you asked me to talk about on a scale of zero to ten how intense my negative emotions were surrounding this memory and you know even after years of therapy <laughs> 
it was still an eight or nine. And then after we got done, it was very difficult to use that rating system because I didn't have any more negative emotions about the event. I, I wasn't able to even classify them on the scale because it just wasn't there. And I, I could not understand what just happened. I, it was just really incredible that I was able to come out the other side and not feel those negative attachments, those negative emotions around that memory. And it, it had completely changed and it had, it's changed to this day. So that, that is not returned because I have over the last few weeks gone back to that memory and tried to almost tried to revive the old memory, just as an experiment, just to see if I can do that. And I can only do that using my imagination. So if I stick to what my memory is telling me and I'm not trying to introduce something right to sort of recreate it, it's, it's, it's changed. The feelings that I have, even what I see in that memory is different than it was that, that day before we started. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying that you went from an eight or a nine in terms of emotional intensity around this very clear, very vivid, very traumatic experience that you had as a child um, to something more on the zero to a one level? Yeah, I would say zero, certainly. I, I, I did not and still don't have negative associations with that memory at all. What, what associations do you have with it now if you don't have the negative emotions? Are there any emotions that you have around it? Yeah, and these emotions and visualizations, I guess I could say, when I'm classifying what that memory looks like and feels like, I'm seeing a pattern with other memories that we're modifying. And maybe that's just my subconscious and that's me. And that's what my subconscious likes or understands that feels great. But it's really a soft, warm, and warmly colored memory. It's, um, if I can break it down a little bit more into specifics with this particular memory. The room was very cool. The edges of the bed and the dresser were very sharp. And I don't even know if that particular day it would be rainy or whatever, but that's how it felt in the room. And everything was very detailed in terms of the edges and all of the things in the room. I could see them all very clearly from to the lamp and the carpet to the edge of the shower. And then once we completed processing that and the edges of everything were very soft, the coloring was a blonde 
sort of neutrally neutral color and it i felt warm instead of cool in the in the room and even the shapes so it's <laughs> some of the shapes that i saw before weren't there and it was almost like the shapes that were there now were only the shapes that were needed for that memory mm. right like like ancillary things things that were in the periphery that just didn't really contribute to the memory were just not there anymore they were fuzzy and sometimes in some respects just gone and then the other pieces like the image of my mom and the bed she was sitting on and the platform that i was standing on were still included but they were very soft in their edges and they were have that lighter coloring and they were almost sort of uh a little bit foggy to be honest it was that sort of general feeling mm. that things were just sort of soft and warm and so um what do you think the the greater effect of so we worked on a memory right but as you as you know and I'll, I'll just cover this again for our listeners the map method takes a particular memory as a template and it looks for all the connections to that memory so we're not just neutralizing the one memory although that's the one we keep coming back to for comparison purposes so you're neutralizing everything associated with the memory um like other memories or beliefs or emotions that are connected. And so there can be tens or hundreds of other memories, similar experiences that get neutralized at the same time. And so I guess, you know, I, I guess what I'm looking for is, you know, do you have a sense of how this has maybe freed you up in your life? I mean, beyond the particular pain of this memory, you know, the specific memory, do you feel like it's had any other kind of effect? Well, since we've had a few sessions now, that that might be a little bit difficult to articulate specific to that memory because I'm not exactly sure, you know, with the work that we've done up to this point, there's been a lot of positive changes. and. Some of those I can relate specifically to some of our sessions and others I can't. Mm -hmm. But if I can remember back to the time following our first session, the enduring feeling that I had was the small things just didn't matter. And I was not concerned with little details and I was just not sweating the small stuff and if you know me and you're a good friend or a family member or a person that spent a lot of time with me specifically my wife you would know that I do sweat the small stuff and that I'm a very detail-oriented person and that I 
I'm concerned about all of the little things that I do throughout the day and what that's going to provide in the big picture. And what happened to me is that I just immediately was not concerned about those little details. And I was focused on spending time with my daughter and my wife and I felt lighter. I felt like there was less weight on my, the smaller decisions that I was making throughout the day. Mm. And that I was just able to kind of get out of my own way almost and just allow things to happen Mm. and not be so concerned about what might happen after I've completed this one task or, you know, um, I'm pretty tidy person as well. So when my environment isn't tidy, it causes me anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I was able to just not be concerned with picking up that pair of shoes or hanging up that coat that was laying over the back of the chair because my daughter was sitting over there playing on the ground with something. And I thought it was more important to go over there and hang out and enjoy my time with her rather than doing these things. So it's just small little examples of how I felt and continue to feel about just the smaller details. It wasn't that I didn't have the ability to focus because I did. It just wasn't as important. It's like the the things that were most important to me throughout the day are the things that captured my attention and the things that didn't have let's just say specific ramifications about in, in the enjoyment of that moment or of that time just didn't come to bear. They just weren't important. Their priority had been significantly lessened to the point to where I just didn't really, I wasn't concerned with them. I was walking around on, and I, I have to say that the intensity of this next feeling I'm going to tell you has has lessened a little you know the first couple of days following these sessions are just like you're just sort of walking on air mm-hmm. you know um and then the fundamental pieces that we talked about endure and they remain but you're on this like <laughs> i don't really know how to express it but you're just you're just on this high for the first couple of days. And um, it's pretty hard to articulate what that's like, but it's it's quite incredible, the feeling that you have. And like I said, the, the pieces of that endures uh, even now, and, but they're, you know, they're just part of my approach now. And maybe I don't have that same high, you know, mm. as I had. Which, which makes sense from a physical perspective that uh, you might have that. Yeah, I think you described it as blissful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. When we uh, got back together for your second session. So, um, yeah. So, well, thanks for sharing that. So, you know, I just, I, I want to make some connections for people who are maybe, um, you know, haven't tried the MAP method yet themselves. But the significance of the method is not just that we can neutralize 
negative memories from the past, right? The significance is how those memories have been affecting us. And so I think, you know, if I can connect some dots here, you know, I think what you're describing is, you know, you had a painful emotional memory from the past that maybe we can say had to do with the theme of abandonment. Um, and Certainly. when we were able to free, you know, so you can almost look at that memory as being, it was like frozen in your mind, right? And this is a common kind of feature to these sorts of memories because it's almost like the, the psyche is overwhelmed, you know, it's not able to deal fully with this situation. And so it's something about it gets like frozen in time and like tucked away somewhere in that subconscious mind where it continues to operate on us, right? I like to say it's like become almost like a part of our operating system, right? It becomes part of our belief about the world or something. And so when we can neutralize the negative emotions around the memory, and you know, it, it doesn't require taking something down to a zero, sometimes just getting something from a eight or a nine to a two or a three is enough to have this effect. What it does is it kind of downgrades the priority of that memory in the operating system of your mind. And so therefore all the things that subconsciously maybe you've been doing as a way of protecting or defending against this, the feared experience, you know, in that, in the memory and any other memories like it that you had had experienced in the past, they, they kind of inform our personality and maybe um, it makes us a little more anxious or gives us a bigger need to be in control over things or, or maybe for another person it makes them sort of hypervigilant about certain kinds of situations or for another person it might make them like less able to trust the world or um, you know, there's these, they're like little ways in which we kind of shut down, right? And, um, and, and limit ourselves with the idea of protectionism. You know, I, I just wanna make sure that people understand like the, the point is not just that we can neutralize the memory so you feel emotionally better about that memory, but rather it somehow frees up resources. Um, hmm. You know, a lot of energy had been expended sort of avoiding whatever it is we were afraid was going to happen there and and this was affecting us to the you know the, our current life decades later and when we can when we can help the subconscious mind let go of the pain and the intense emotions around the memory then the need to maintain all that protectionism which is using up resources which is also maybe um, you know, not helping us show up in the best way in, in our lives also starts to change, right? It may not happen after one session, but after, you know, after a handful, people start to notice like the kinds of things that you're reporting. Like uh, I, I didn't need to do that, you know, do those things all the time. I, I, I wasn't living out of that belief anymore. Like I'm not important or I, whatever, whatever it was, the, um, the, the belief or the limitation that was holding them back. And they can feel a little bit more free, a little more 
liberated. I don't know. Uh, how, how would you describe that? Now that you've had a few sessions, maybe you can just talk about the overall effects of several. Yeah, I would say liberated is is probably the perfect describing term to use because that's really is how it feels. It it, it feels like I've been unencumbered mm. from just things that are weighing me down outside of trying to latch on to what it was specifically that caused that to occur. Cause that's what I try to do. Right. I mean, that's how my mind works. I'm a pretty pragmatic person and I want to know the answers to questions most of the time. And that's the irony here is that it's simply a matter of curiosity and interest. I don't need to know the answer to this, especially because it's been so effective. But I just don't feel weighted down. I, I have a, a sense of calm about my life and about just the little things that I do day to day. I mean, just, just through my day, I just feel more calm about things. I think I stated before that I'm a type A personality and I, <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel like it's like a, a calmer version of type A at this point, because I still feel the, the want and the need to get things done and, and be focused on my job and everything else and the things I need to get done around the house and those types of things. But the weight of how much those things matter has been lessened. And so driving and, you know, I really enjoy driving. I've been a quote driver my whole life. I like cars. I like performance. I like to go out and drive and those types of things. And I, I used to have a lot of concerns about how people are driving and I wouldn't call it road rage, but I, I wasn't particularly calm most times and enjoying the drive <laughs> and these days I do you know and, and this is not a conscious decision Madeline I mean and you may have you may have a lot of this feedback from a lot of your clients I'm not choosing to do that and maybe I am on some level you know maybe that choice is being made for me at a much deeper level but I just I'm not concerned about someone cut, you know, I don't know about cutting me off and causing a dangerous situation, but a person that maybe isn't driving all that well, or if I stub my toe and I'm walking and I stub my toe on something or yes, ouch, that hurt. That really hurt. But I beat myself up before about why didn't you see the lip on the floor there? How could you possibly run into that, you know, table that's been sitting there for five years how'd you not know that it was there and you're stubbing your toe where now it's like ouch that really hurts but i don't blame myself i don't hold myself in contempt because i stubbed my toe or because i hit my head on something and those things may be very unique to me you know that i i do i'm hard on myself when it comes to those types of things and i'm sure that goes back to my my childhood experiences but that goes right back to that idea that the small stuff just seemed to just not matter, you know, and it's caused me to be, 
I don't know, just, just refocus on the things that matter most to me rather than these small things that are weighing me down. And it's easy to, to make that connection in a cognitive way, right? I mean, it's, of course, you can look at a situation and say, well, why? Why would I be so concerned about that? But the emotional component of that is way more powerful, in, in, in my opinion, than the cognition. And so now that that's removed, I don't know. Yeah, liberating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you consider the effects of the, I think, three sessions that you've had, you know, so usually we see like emotional shifts. That's the first thing, right? That starts to shift. And then maybe the mental patterns, like you described, like the beating yourself up or like repetitive thoughts or like certain beliefs that keep coming up for us. Um, and then after that, it's more like the physical shifts. Does that resonate with you? I mean, do you anything? Yeah, sure. Yeah. One of the things that that's I've been battling for a while, I guess over the last three or four years is just, I have cracking hands and so much so that I, they crack and they split and it's tender and painful and, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I might tackle that with lotions and everything else. And then the summer comes and the warmer air comes in and things improve a bit, but it never really goes away. And that's improved. And we haven't specifically worked on that. I know we've talked about up to this point, you know, that we might devote a session to that and just working on that physical change. But as a side effect, it seems that that's really improved uh, that it's not gone. And there's still, you know, some parts of my hands, especially around my knuckles and things that are still uh, dry and cracking, but the severity of it has gone down and the number of spots that are, have been present up to this point have also gone down. Mm. Um, so I, I can't help but think that the work that we've done up to this point has had an effect there. Yeah. So going back to your interest in science, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious, like, okay, so I had three sessions, which is, you know, it's not a lot. It's, it's just, a, it's just a few, but how, how do you reconcile um, what the effects have been for you with what you understand about biology, about science? Um, or can you? I'm maybe scratching the surface on an understanding there. Uh, reconcile it? No. Uh, starting to maybe in a general way have some understanding you know the mind body connection and i know that's kind of a buzzword and and i don't mean to to say that i really am involved in those uh, communities or i've done a whole lot of work there i haven't uh, my wife has and now i'm i'll probably begin doing more looking into that because it's it's become very real for me but what I know about just the control center, you know, and as we call it, you know, with the brain and the mind and, you know, 
up to this point, it's just kind of been a circuit board, you know? So the, the brain has circuits and it controls the limbs and, you know, it makes the muscles flex and it uses synapses and all that stuff. But there's just more to it than that. And as you're talking about these memories being sort of stuck and frozen and then unlocking that piece and how your memories serve your emotions and how your emotions serve your physical body. That's, that's making some sense to me. The vehicle of that is just <laughs> hard to latch onto and explain and understand. And that's something I'm really looking forward to learning about. Um, you know, you're talking about quantum physics and all of those types of things. And that's just really interesting to me. It's just a, it's like a mental and emotional voyage into this unknown. And that's very intriguing to try to, you know, understand. So that's probably the limits of my understanding at this point is that there is a connection there that goes beyond just a circuit board. There's a connection that is much more than that, that can be accessed, which is very, very fun and interesting that you can access that part and marry the two together. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it was after our first session together, you were like, I want to understand how this works. And I sent you, <laughs> I think I sent you an email with some books to read, yeah. right? Yes. So reading. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so I think what I sent you were a couple books about quantum physics. And I'll, I'll just mention those for our listeners here too. I'm not exactly sure what I, what I said to you specifically, but I do recommend um, Dawson Church's Mind to Matter. Um, Greg Braden uh, wrote a book called The Divine Matrix. It's probably 10, 12 years old now. Uh, Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. Um, Lynn McTaggart, The Field. Uh, I, I, I could go on, but I think that that's a good, that's a good start for anyone <laughs> that's interested. But you know, while none of those books mention the MAP method, because those authors are not aware of the MAP method, uh, still not aware of the MAP method, it's, it, this is a very new emerging method, um, they are talking about the realm of quantum physics, which is a science. It's not a new science. These scientific discoveries have been with us for 60 or more years. But um, in a nutshell, what we are talking about is the idea, well, the fact really, that above the atomic level, we exist in one reality. But below the atomic level, the quantum level, we exist in a different reality. Above the quantum, so our we are very, very familiar with this above the atomic level, right? Where we are mass, we are physical bodies, we are biochemical. Um, and all of Western medicine and even alternative medicine is focused on manipulating the physical body through 
physical means and biochemical means. Right? So pharmaceuticals, physical therapy, surgery, manipulations, whatever, right? Um, but there is this whole other realm, the quantum realm, which addresses us as beings below the atomic level where we are all patterns of energy and information. And so when we can work on the quantum level, we can address things at a very foundational level. Things are still very fluid, right? And so I, I believe that the MAP method is a quantum level modality. There aren't too many out there. And I believe that with it, we can see changes that are quite unexpected given our most people's familiarity with above the atomic level kinds of interventions. Does that make sense? Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The speed at which these changes happen is one of the things that's really blown my mind. You know, um, there is real value in in ongoing therapy and its conventional methods. And to say conventional is probably putting too much of a blanket over it because there's all sorts of new things with therapy as well. And, and all those things are valuable. And it got me to this point where I, I can, I'm happy about how I'm functioning in relationships, but that takes a really, really long time. And the catharsis that comes along with it is also really painful. And it just kind of dominates that time period, you know, and, and, and pretty much everything that you do and, and it's extensive work that takes a long time. And again, there's merit there, but the, the speed at which these take place with the painless approach of how it all happens is something that is can't really be measured. I mean, after our very first, I guess it can be measured because it's so fast, but after our first session, there was a change that was felt and it was significant and fundamental. And it happened in 60 minutes. And that's, that's the part that really, if you're talking about a new technology and modality, that's, that's one of the things that is really significant about this is how quickly things can change. And my hope is, and what it sounds like from you and our work up to this point, and just the approach of this and you're, you're modifying memories. My hope is, is that this has something that will stay with me and that I can count on that this change is permanent. Um, because anyone who's done therapy knows that you go back and check in every so often and you have triggers and you have to go and restart your therapy every so often to be sure that you're getting back to where you were before. You sort of slide sometimes, you know, and so far the changes that we've made up to this point are permanent and I don't know where that goes and I don't know where this all ends up, but 
I'm excited to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, maybe you can just reflect on, you know, given your experiences with it, given the experiences your wife has had with it, you know, so you have a little bit broader perspective than just, you know, one person's experience. Um, would you recommend the MAP method to others and why or for what kinds of things? To every single person I know. <laughs> um, I have my best friend, Kevin. I've, I've already talked to him about this. Uh, my sister, my brother, my nephews, you know, I, I haven't talked to them about it yet because I guess I'd like to see where where it goes a little bit before I start recommending it to, to everybody I know. <laughs> but the people that I'm closest to and the people that understand me the most and that I understand the most, I have talked to them about it. And I don't see any downside in giving this a shot. Um, there's so much positive that's come from just three sessions for me. And the fact that it's, it is based in science and that it does, there is research and data and practiced methods that maybe weren't specific to map. But, you know, as you said, we've been looking at the idea of quantum physics and all of this stuff for decades and decades and there's practical application here. There's, there's data, there's research, there's things that are telling us that this isn't brand new information. It's a brand new approach, but I don't know, for me, I, I guess there's comfort in that. And so I'm willing to recommend it to the people I care about the most. And yes, I would recommend it <laughs> for sure. Mm. And so is there anything that you wish you had known before you dove into your first map session that would have helped you decide whether or not to try it? As I sit here today, and then no, you know, it's, it's of course, you want me to probably answer that in my mindset prior to coming in. And so things I wish I would know, want to know. I guess one of the things I pointed at a little bit earlier and touched on was just the concern about this changing the core of who you are. You know, uh, that this isn't going to change me and the, the basic pieces of my personality. It's just going to modify maybe some things about it and in, improve parts of me uh, and make me better. So that's one thing I guess I would want to know is, is that it's not going to, it's not going to change me and, and change my personality. And the other thing would be that it's not going to erase my memories that somehow you're going to go and just delete <laughs> certain things. Uh, so that when you come in, you don't have those fears to begin with, you know, you can, you can sort of relax and just let the process happen. But again, Madeline, even if you do come in with some fears, you just have a way of allaying them, you know, uh, and it's not just 
it is your affect because you you just have a, a a kind open way about you but the fact that you point to these other things um the data points the science all those types of things it it does allow you to just kind of settle in and be comfortable even if you did have some things that you were fearful with in the beginning mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so thanks thanks for mentioning that so i i do want people to know that if you want to stress here based on what you just said that although the practitioner is offering instructions to your subconscious mind it is your subconscious mind that is doing the rewiring right so we call the map method an advanced neural retraining method it is rewiring your brain so to speak it's changing neural pathways but your subconscious mind is doing it itself. And so therefore you are always in control. So I'm offering instructions, but I can't make anything happen, you know, for the, for the person on the other end of the zoom call, right? I can't make something happen for a client. And so that is, you know, that's a pro. And I guess it's also a con because it is your willingness to let go or to, to change that is very much uh, gatekeeping the effect of any particular instruction. And so, you know, as you said, uh, I, you know, I like my personality. I like the way I am. I don't want to lose this. Well, then that is going to be part and parcel of what, ha- you know, what happens for you in a session. If you felt differently, it might affect you differently. But it is all about your mind rewiring itself. Your mind has always had the power. This is the thing that is so hard for people to understand. It's like your subconscious mind has always had the power to make these changes for you. It just doesn't do it. Because why? Because the subconscious mind, or what we call the superconscious, it experiences everything that you've experienced. It's like a witness to everything you've experienced, but it doesn't feel any pain. It doesn't feel painful emotions. It doesn't feel physical pain. It's just like an observer and you're surviving. So it doesn't get involved, right? So this method is really about harnessing the power of that subconscious mind, teaching it how to treat, I'm putting treat in air quotes, how to neutralize a painful memory, emotion, belief, or pattern. And then calling upon it to do so in sessions, right? And we even give you, you know, after your first session, you are sent home with an instruction that you can use on yourself. I don't know if you've tried it, but you are mm-hmm. sent home with this instruction. Yes, mapping I have. You have. Yeah. And? Yeah. Helpful? It's effective. Yes. And, and it isn't always, you know, I mean, if something is more complicated, you, you know, one instruction is not always going to do it, right? But uh, now you have a way of dialoguing with yourself, you know, in the moment you can say, hey, I don't want to feel like this. Okay, superconscious, can you treat this? <laughs> you take four or five deep breaths and you wait for it to resolve. You yeah. know, you can, you can use it on a headache. You can use it on a repetitive negative thought. You can use it on a feeling that's descended on you, right? Um, so, you know, even if you just do the introductory session, like there's that for you, you know, you, there, there is this, your subconscious mind has now been trained and you can use 
this training yourself. It's empowering. It's empowering. To be be able to have that resource. It's amazing. That's incredible. And I have used it. And it does help. It's, yeah, this whole method is just, it's just, it really is just mind-blowing. It's really hard to get your your mind around just the construct of what this is, um, which makes it really intriguing and fun, too. Uh, not to mention, you come out the other side of these sessions with such positive change. But, yeah, everything you're saying is is spot on. It's just it's just amazing it's hard to put into words well Aaron I thank you for the time you've taken to talk with me today sharing your experiences helping other people try to grasp what this is uh, the map method and what it could be useful for Um, I really appreciate everything you've shared today really enjoyed it thanks Madeline Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about the MAP Coaching Institute, visit mapcoachinginstitute.com. To learn more about Mind Remap for Health or to check out our podcast page, visit mindremapforhealth.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2021 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.